This episode is brought to you by DNA Fit, providers of state-of-the-art genetic testing. Their services build a roadmap for your individualized health, fitness, and lifestyle goals by testing the genetic markers that make you unique. As a podcast listener, you get 30% off by going to dnafit.com and using the code PRIMALBLUEPRINT at checkout. Also brought to you by Primal Mayo. Made with pure avocado oil, organic cage-free eggs, rosemary extract, vinegar derived from non-GMO beets, and a dash of salt, you can turn any traditional dish into a superfood with just one serving. Healthy mayo, who knew? The following Mark's Daily Apple article was written by Mark Sisson and is narrated by Brock Armstrong. Pre-commitment is powerful, or why you should be like Odysseus. Most of the time, we wield willpower like a holstered gun with the safety off. Temptation rears, an ice cream bar perhaps, and we whip it out, firing blindly and wasting more than a few bullets in the process. The temptation is beat back and the ice cream goes uneaten, but... The willpower that remains is depleted and less effective in subsequent encounters. And the same thing happens every time we're faced with a decision. That's a sloppy way of dealing with the constant stream of temptation that the modern world presents. Consider how Odysseus handled the ultimate temptation in Greek mythology. As legend has it, any man who sailed past the island of Anthomessa would be drawn toward and broken upon the rocks lining its shores by the irresistible song of the sirens who resided there. No man could resist, and so Odysseus plugged his men's ears with beeswax and tied himself to the mast with strict orders that no matter what he said and how much he pleaded, he was not to be untied. He didn't want to be shipwrecked, but he also didn't want to miss out on hearing the song. Binding himself to the mast before the call rang out was basically a form of what behavioral psychologists call pre-commitment. In the modern world, temptation abounds and beeswax in the ears doesn't work. Willpower only lasts so long and powerful forces, like food chemists and advertisers, actively seek to sap yours. Research indicates that pre-commitment, removing a future choice from contention and or making future commitments to avoid temptation before it strikes, is more reliable than willpower, actively preserves it for later use when you really need it, and helps everyone, especially the people with impulse control, make better decisions. And it's this population, the high impulsivity group, that's most at risk for obesity. They eat the most fast food, too, because the stuff looks good and it's right there and you're tired and just this once can't hurt, can it? But with improved impulse control, the obese are able to lose weight and those who've lost weight are able to keep the lost weight off. Pre-commitment to healthier choices, then, may be an essential tool in this modern world and a more reliable one than relying on sheer willpower. So, how might this look? Well, pre-commitment is most effective when willpower fails, or will fail. 
To figure out when and how to use pre-commitment in your own life, simply consider the areas in your life where willpower doesn't work as well as you'd like it. A few examples are, you sit down for a meal at a restaurant known for its complimentary bread. Don't wait until those crusty, fragrant, just-from-the-oven slabs of sourdough are on the table within easy reach to refuse them. You'll probably fail, and the sapping of willpower required to prevent failure will make subsequent resistance to dessert futile. Decline the bread basket from the start, preferably before it even makes an appearance. Another example is you find yourself opting for takeout more and more every night after work because, well, cooking seems like a chore and by dinner time your willpower is exhausted. You're eating good takeout, but it's still eating into your budget and you don't get to exercise as much direct control over your food as you'd like. There are a few ways you can handle this using pre-commitment. You could plan the week's meals ahead of time and gather the necessary ingredients on the weekend so you're ready to go each weeknight. Go a bit further and prep the cooking area. Chop the veggies and mix the spices every morning before work so that when you come home, you can launch immediately into dinner prep. Another example. You're a digital nomad, working on your laptop from home, cafes, or any place that'll have you. It's a great way to make a living and affords you a lot of freedom, but you've also got a procrastination problem. Whenever you can, you manage to find something else on the internet that's more interesting, or at least less demanding than your task at hand. If you don't actually need online access to do the bulk of your work, maybe you're a writer or content creator, find a place to work that doesn't have internet, like a park or a beautiful hiking trail. I actually know a guy who frequently uses his laptop out in the woods. Or some hipster cafe that's opted not to feature Wi-Fi to foster more face-to-face -face interpersonal communication, or even your backyard or office with the Wi-Fi turned off. If you do need online access for your work, use a program like Self-Control to restrict access to tempting websites. Another example, some people thrive on spontaneous workouts. If they feel like working their legs, they'll find time to sneak in some squats or Romanian deadlifts. They'll take a quick detour over to the park to do some pull-up or push-up supersets. Maybe they'll even sprint back to the office. Their innate drive to move and train is high enough that pre-commitment to a workout isn't just necessary, it's actually stifling. Most people are not this way. <laughs> just look at the rates of sedentism. And will benefit from pre-committing to an exercise schedule. Say you're about to perform some sprint intervals on a stationary bike. You could hop on without any plans and just go until you feel like stopping, which is something I actually do from time to time when I only have a few minutes available. Or you could pre-commit. In the bowels of an intense interval workout, your willpower will be seriously tested and sapped, and going in without that pre-commitment to a set amount of work is going to leave you open to premature cancellation. Some work is better than none, but deciding at the start to do 10 rounds will make you more likely to endure the pain and finish the full 10. You can't handle everything this way, obviously. Temptation's just too unpredictable and omnipresent. 
And even if it were possible to use pre-commitment to overcome every temptation that might arise, that kind of micromanagement of everyday life would drive a person mad. That's no way to live. The Primal Blueprint is the ultimate framework for pre-commitment. By hewing to a set of principles, avoiding limiting grains, seed oils, refined sugar, eating colorful plants and healthy animals, you stop, or at least slow, temptation in its tracks. It never has a grasp on you because you've already committed to the primal way of eating. And because we don't have the luxury of plugging our ears to block out temptations offered by the modern world, our best bet is to make like Odysseus and secure ourselves to a healthy way of eating and, most importantly, analyzing food and behavior decisions. To me, the case for intelligent and targeted usage of pre-commitment is clear. The world is crazy out there, it's unpredictable, and sometimes you're going to need willpower to overcome obstacles. Why not pre-commit to abstaining from, avoiding, or limiting the temptations we know about, so when the spontaneous situations erupt, our willpower is readily available? I'm interested to hear how everyone out there uses pre-commitment to handle temptation, even if they don't call it that. What's worked? What hasn't? What kinds of temptations have you used pre-commitment to overcome? Let me know over at MarksDailyApple.com, and thanks for listening.